Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Race Tech FXR Racing Privateer Island Life podcast, number 47. Thank you for listening. Each week, we try to shine the light on a, a real uh, grit grinder of, of a motocross racer, guys living in the trenches, guys uh, paying out of their pocket to go racing and uh, give you people a little behind-the-scenes look at some of these guys. This isn't that show. But that's normally what we try to do. Uh, thank you again for listening. FXR is designed by racers for racers. The attention to detail and quality they strive to maintain comes back to the skilled team of designers, product engineers, and test riders, like the man on the line, who always push the brand to the next level to provide you with the best product possible. Uh, PulpMX30 is the code. You go to FXRRacing.com, and you punch in PulpMX30, and you will save with FXR Racing. They stand by their products, and they stand by their riders. Also, too, Racetech Suspension and Engines. Uh, love these guys here. Big part of the uh, Hep Suzuki team, as is FXR. The OEMs have a tough task of making an okay suspension setup for a wide range of riders. Combine this with trying to keep costs as low as possible, and you are left with suspension that can be improved greatly racetech provides personalized setup for your machine pulpamex 18 is the code when you call down there at racetech.com and uh, they'll help you change your oil get your bike revalved get the right spring rate whatever it is uh, all right like i said i'm steve mathis on the island this week a couple of guys who used to be on the island and now they've they've graduated off of it first up uh, my friend pulpamex show co-host Kiefer inc testing zone fxr racer Chris Kiefer, what's up, Kiefer? How are you? Steve, thank you for having me on the island. I'm back on the island. At one time, you were on the island trying to fight off, trying to get off. Man, I was on a small island, too, by myself, just struggle street. Yeah, Bad. yeah. yeah. Um, those, are, those are the days it's that a, you, you look back on, and you're just like, oh, boy. It's a tough life to live, but I give props to all the guys that do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also in studio here in town for Vegas Supercross, uh, FXR Racing Marketing Guru, Andy White. What's up, Andy? How are you? I'm good, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. You've been here before. We've done a couple of these shows before. Uh, you're down in Vegas, uh, hanging out, and looking forward to uh, to Vegas. I am. I come down every year for Supercross, spend a couple of days here, enjoying the scenery, some yep. good meals, and some shows. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Vegas has been known for that. Are you sticking around for the FXR or the FXR Racing uh, Michelin Ride Day this weekend? I am. I didn't know FXR was part of it. Yeah, Kiefer's gonna be wearing FXR. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> um, I didn't know. Maybe I will. You should come well, hang out. Yeah, well, maybe I will be there uh, this Sunday. Western Western Raceway, everybody, come check it out. Uh, I'm trying to give a promotion for that across our show. Try to get some more people out there. And Chris Kiefer will be out there, and he'll be giving riding lessons to anybody who wants them. Nice. Um, yeah. Andy, how's things at FXR? How's everything going? Uh, we Kyle Peters, Jimmy Dakota's podiums this year. Very good. Very happy with the podiums of the guys. Unfortunately, Jimmy got hurt uh-huh. fairly early, lost him. Kyle was doing great and great weekends and then blew his knee out and then pulls a podium. Yeah. I was like, amazing. who knew? Who knew? <laughs> And he's going to be back for Vegas this weekend and then have the operation and then pretty well out for the summer. Yeah. And the HEP guys have been doing running it well. HEP All. guys, yeah. Cunningham, Henry, Pipes, LaFontaine. Yep. Been killing it. Uh, Rockwell Cowie as well. Uh, AJ Catanzaro. Um, some great results. Really yep. happy with the whole program. Kiefer, can you believe this FXR stuff? Like you've been with these guys for a few years now, uh, helping them develop mm-hmm. some gear, helping them do some catalog shoots, that kind of stuff. Two years ago, Kiefer, people were like, what's FXR, right? Yeah, like I started wearing it back in 2012, and if you went somewhere, like, hey, is that Fox Racing stuff? Or no, it's FXR, <laughs> you got to look closer. Right, right. So, 
it, it's come a long way, and I think you know having Andy, you know, being a part of FXR, coming from KTM Canada, I think has has helped the brand a lot. Um, yeah, no longer having to tell people, hey, it's well, I remember Jimmy Jamie Grosser wore it. Andy, you were still running KTM Canada back I then. I was, yep. And Jamie Grosser wore it early on, and everyone thought it was a new Fox slogan, like a like a shorter <laughs> version of Fox or something. That's how. Yep. And, and now, Kiefer, do you get any questions anymore or no? Zero. No, no. Like it's commonplace now when I go to the tracks down here in SoCal, and I'm you know at several of them you know per week, and it's not uncommon to see ten to fifteen guys wearing the gear at the track. So. And uh, shoot, even sometimes the same guy. I mean, different guys wearing the same gear. So yeah, it's been spread around. Yep. Uh, when you watch a freaking race on TV, you know you see a lot of FXR guys wearing on Supercross. So yeah, it's it's come a long way. It's really cool. It's got to be neat for you, Andy. To uh, you came aboard two years ago with FXR three. Uh, 2015 spring. 2015. Yeah. It's got to be cool for you, like Kiefer said, that you pan down a starting line and and. There's a lot of lines that you have that have bright colors, and they really stand out. And now you're like, yeah, look at that guy and that guy and that guy. Uh, it's great. I get text messages from buddies going, hey, yeah. man, I just saw FXR on the starting line. Uh, at uh, the Boston round, we won both LCQs, yep. which was great with Kyle and uh, both Kyles, actually. Yep. And that was awesome. Uh, we I think we had three guys in the 450 in the LCQ. Yeah. Uh, I, well, the second guy used to be an FXR guy. Alex Ray. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ray, yeah. Yeah, part-time. Yeah. Uh, Don't talk about him. Okay. Don't talk about him. Um, Anyway, so it's great to see FXR out there, and we're getting into finals, LCQ, semis, privateers are wearing it. Right. Uh, We're supporting a lot of guys. For the island show, we love it because Race Tech's a big part of us, and Race Tech's a big part of the HEPs team. Yeah. You guys are all, all the HEP riders are FXR riders, so. This island show is very big on the Hep Suzuki team. We, we love those guys. <laughs> Kiefer, listen, there's nobody who loves gear and sandwiches like you. There's just nobody. Nobody, dude. So, I mean, if there's one guy that likes gear as much as dirt bikes, maybe more, it would be me. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. So let's uh, – look, there's lo- look, lots of other great brands out there. We mentioned Fox and, and, and Fly is a big part of a lot of stuff we do. So a lot of great brands out there and everything else, but – what do you like, Kiefer, about the FXR stuff uh, in particular? Is there is there a line that you love, a, a pants, jersey? Is there a couple things that you like about FXR that, that stand above other other guys? Yeah, so I like what I do like. My favorite line of gear from FXR is light hydrogen. I'm sorry, light hydrogen. That's fly. That's fly, bro. Um, is, uh, <laughs> Way to go. The hel- yeah. <laughs> it, Reset. Uh, the helium stuff, which is going to come out here in 2019. I think is Correct. am I right, Andy? Yep. Yeah, and um, that seems to be to me the best fitting stuff that I've put on so far for FXR. But you know, I've been like I said, I've been in and out of the gear since 2012, and not not only have they come a long way, but the fit is what I like. And as you guys know, I'm not a bigger dude. I'm kind of skinny, so I like my stuff a little tighter fitting. And you can. Andy can sit here and test this. I'm super picky about having long arms or a baggy fit or, you know, just too much material. And I've worked with Andy and Carson over their FXR just to kind of help all that out as far as just getting more of a comfortable fit and having the right amount of material in the jersey so you're not looking like you're from 1994 and it's baggy. So for me, the new line, I'm excited for everybody to see the colors and the fit of the new line and also going off the current line um the mission gear is for me is the best fitting gear like 
The arms aren't baggy. The thigh down the pant is really nice, and it conforms to your, your thigh, but yet it's all flexible. So that's what I look for in a gear that's, that's a little bit snugger of a fit, maybe not athletic, but tighter fitting and flexible so when you move around the bike, you're not stiff. So that's what FXR has been working on to kind of like – hone in on some of that fitting stuff and they've done a great job andy how much of a pain in the ass is this guy with gear right like <laughs> do we have to go there i mean seriously <laughs> like just ride the bike chris just just keep her just ride the motorcycle you know um we get really good comments from a lot of our riders and uh dealers and whatnot and we're really pumped and then yeah. chris calls and just deflates everything oh Kiefer. <laughs> It's like, Andy, like the sleeve is half an inch too long. This, and we're like, all right, we've got to change stuff up. But yeah. but you know what? He's doing a really good job, and he's really giving us some good information. And we bring it back, and we look at it, and we redesign stuff and send it out. And yeah. he gives us, yeah, hey, guys, you, you actually change this, change that. And uh, the gear is getting much better um, from 2012. Um, and, you know, Chris and Mike Brown and all those guys give us good feedback. But Chris is by far the guy that gives us the most accurate feedback and he tries so much other gear out there yeah so yeah. he can give me good feedback on what we're doing right and maybe sure. what we can do better yeah absolutely yeah, that, yeah. go ahead Kira. That that's the thing too is like what andy said i wear so much different shit out there so i kind of know what's really good and what's really bad <laughs> and going from gear to gear mm -hmm. every time i go back to fxr gear it's always really good and everybody said Kiefer, if you had you know, money, and you're going to spend money on what kind of gear you would want. You know, there's only three companies that I really would hone in on and want to, you know, purchase um, gear with my own money, and FXR would be one of those. Do they all stand, start with an F? Mm, oh, damn, it's pretty close. Yeah, almost, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's interesting. So, hey, uh, something you've done, uh, Andy, in the last couple of years is you got Mike Brown on board. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown is on board. <laughs> Bad Mike Brown. Kiefer, brownie, brownie Kiefer. Brownie. Oh my god! One, I don't like him at the house because Heather's in love with him, so he's right. not allowed at the house. I love being there when Brownie's there. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I don't like it because I come in and Heather's giving the the damn guy a massage, and I'm like, "What's going on in here?" Yeah, man? He's just yeah. kicking back on the couch. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what, that's life's rough, boy. Uh, but but how has Mike helped? Mike is being a huge help. Uh, he's got a huge following. Um, Everybody kind of gravitates to him and want to talk to him, and he really helps push the brand. Um, it, it, for me, it makes the brand uh, at a new level having a guy like that on board. Mm -hmm. You know, you can buy people to wear the gear. We, I mean, we pay him, but we don't yeah. pay him ridiculous. And he really generally likes the gear. He loves giving feedback. Uh, he beats the living crap out of it, and we test it, and yep. it works out well. And I like Mike Brown. He's a good guy. He's uh, He's a shy guy, but... Does he answer the phone when you need him? He always answers the phone when I call now. <laughs> I'm just checking. Maybe because you write him a check, Kiefer. But. Hey, Brownie was supposed to show up Sunday night. He never came. A shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, Mike, and Mike's got a, at a cool point in his career where he can just pick and choose the events he wants to do. If he wants to do straight rhythm, he wants to do World Vets, he wants to do Canadian Arena Cross, he wants to go do Erzberg or something. He like, wants what? to race all the time. So um, when I talk to him he's like hey what's the next race and i'm like well what's open he's like whatever let's make it happen <laughs> so then i'm right. kind of back to racing team manager duties yeah. and getting bikes and parts and right. lining it all up and uh, it, it works out well um Kiefer, andy and i were talking uh, before we hit record 
And obviously they yeah. got they got Jimmy D and they got Peters and a lot of privateers. And and that's a good strategy. There's nothing wrong with it. It's been working. FXR is growing. Uh, FXRRacing.com. Use the code PulpMX30, by the way. Um, but the next step for FXR is deciding, Kiefer, and you and I are closer to this, like the the, the elite 450 guys. You want to get Marvin or or you want to get, um, you know, even Josh Grant or, or uh, Sealy or these type of riders. That's the next step for FXR Racing. But like Andy said, you know, there's injuries that strike these guys. Josh Grant's out. Uh, Cole Seeley's out. Um, uh, Justin Bogle's out, and it's it's really a question um, for and for me too. If anybody were to give me or ask for my advice, I'd be like, I don't know. You have the HEP team, and they're all running it, and they're looking good, and they're all in the starting line, but they're also not getting on a podium like a four fifty four one of these four fifty elite guys do. It's a big choice, right. Kiefer. It's a lot of like you know, it's it's a big step for companies, yeah. whether it's gear or helmets or anybody. Well, the thing is, too, is like I see how FXR is doing their marketing now, and, it, and it, they've saturated a lot of the privateers, which to me, I like that approach better because more of a grassroots thing. And I think uh, me doing what I do with Kiefer Ring testing and being more side of a blue-collar person, I think people relate to privateers and the working man and the, and the guy struggling every week to make a main and I feel like those people impact other people more because they're more real versus a Marvin Muscan where, yeah, he's great. He wins races. He's an awesome racer, but can we relate to him? And to me, with marketing, you kind of want to sell product that to a guy that is uh, – or give product to a guy that's relatable so people can purchase it. Like, you know, I call up Andy, you know, a few times a month and say, hey, I was wearing the gear. There's this kid who doesn't have a sponsorship. He's you know he's wearing mixed match shit. He likes my gear. He'd love to be a part of the you know the FXR team. And I I get in contact with you know Andy, and he gets in contact with the kid, and and there you have it. And there you got a kid in FXR. So I just feel like that way of going about sponsor people, mm-hmm. I maybe would feel like that's better way than just hiring one really good guy. You yeah. know because how much how much gear does Marvin sell for Thor? Like really. Seriously. I don't know. Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. I don't feel like it'd be that much commensurate to his salary, which is quite a bit. Right. So I feel like spread the love around to more riders, get you know, get some more eyeballs on the gear, kind of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even the grassroots kids, the amateur kids, off-road kids. I mean, FXR's in the off-road, not, you know, not just moto. So um, I think people see that and want to buy the gear, you know, so I think – what they're doing is a, is a cool way of going out and doing it and getting it out more. I mean, I ran into this with with X-Brand when I was doing a lot of stuff for them. I don't do as much. I kind of consult here and there. But, you know, do you put all your eggs into one basket, Andy, right? Like, that's that's the question. That's a big question. Yep. I mean, if your rider turns out to, to podium and really delivers for you, then yep. great. But if he gets injured and he's off, off social media yep. not doing anything, you yep. lose out. Um, it's easy to sign a check to one guy and just put all your effort into that guy. Yep. It's only a couple sets of gear every weekend where yep. my angle is, is a lot of gear oh, yeah. for yeah. a lot of riders. It's a lot of work on the backside, a lot more employees, a lot more uh, sublimated yeah. jerseys. Everybody wants a sublimated jersey. Everybody right. wants a sublimate. Right. But just You eat. know I do. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a yeah. lot of work on the backside to support that many privateers, but I think it's worth it at the level we're at. I think down the road we yep. will have some of those guys, yep. but 
not today. I, I still meeting a lot of privateers. And like Kiefer said, it's not just Supercross. It's uh, GNCC, Works, yep. Yep. Big Six, um, Minis, Amateurs, A-Riders, B-Riders, all those angles. Yep. So there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, it's, it's and you know, if you're Fly Racing, sponsored Brayton this year, and they hit it, and he's killing it. He won Daytona. Absolutely amazing uh, results and exposure for a company like Fly, and they mm-hmm. got him at the right time. Mm-hmm. And Justin Brayton, I don't imagine he's getting a ton of money. He's been well, well worth it. But flip side, Josh Grant uh, hurt six rounds in. Yep. You're like, and you know, so it is. I don't envy guys like Rich Taylor or yourself yeah. or, or Milt or any of the guys that are trying to make this decision on what to do because I, I really don't know the right one, the right answer. I don't think there isn't, right? Yeah. You just have to figure right. out on your own what your plan is, what your five-year plan, and right. go that route. Right. Uh, what's the next place for you, Andy, that, you know, you talk about works and you talk about these other things. What's Where would you also like to see uh, FXR penetrate the market at? In. In? Yeah. Um, well, we, we're really working on our off-road program yep. right now. Um, there's a lot of off-road riders out there in uh, in the U.S., and around the world and i feel that there's a good market for that um when we hear that 2000 riders show up at the big six yeah i mean there's a lot of customers there and they're not all wearing moto gear they want to wear something different uh they probably wear some moto gear but they don't want bright moto gear they want kind of tamed down yep so we're going that angle a little bit but uh fxr is still growing in different parts of the world Uh, australia solid new zealand now we're in england we're getting into France, uh, Portugal, Italy, yeah. Germany. So that, yeah, the worldwide market is still It's still, still there, growing. Right? It's still growing. So oh. we're still working those angles and uh, bringing in more and more gear, signing more sales reps. And now the U.S., um, we're signing independence uh, reps uh, all over the U.S. Yeah. to sell our product to dealers. Yeah. And that's where our growth is right now. And that's... That's directly, oh, not directly, but a lot of it is from seeing Saturday nights at Supercross, right? Well, that's it. Dealers yeah. are, are phoning in and going, hey, uh, who's the rep in the area that uh, is selling this? And we're yeah. like, well, we don't have a rep there right now, but you can buy directly from us. Yep. And we hook them up. And then uh, and then an independent will see some FXR at their local race, and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can get into this. Do you have an idea of an exact change or a running change you've made from from feedback from Kiefer or Mike Brown or somebody? Where you're like, this is what we're going to do from one year to the next? If, say that again? Like a, like a change you've made in the gear from Kiefer, Mike Brown, somebody saying, hey, let's do this. Let's try this. Um, do you have any examples? I do. Um, Chris uh, has really helped us on the athlete fit of a jersey. Yep. Um, and made it, um, you know, we, we have three levels of jerseys. We have the level entry, mid, and high. And uh, each of them fit differently. And Chris has really helped us to develop those jerseys to the best for that price point. Okay. Um, and same with the pants. Uh, different fit on the pants, how they fit around the legs, around the uh, knee braces, around the butt and the crotch. Just mm-hmm. make sure it's all properly sized out. Um, that Some of the guys that are, are testing stuff at the head office are not the same size as Chris. Yeah, like so, Corey Perrant. Corey Perrant. and. Carson and Matt. Yeah. I mean, those two guys right there are six foot three, yeah. and they're almost making the gear for them. And we kind of joke, well, <laughs> the rest of us aren't six foot three. Hang on a minute, <laughs> hey, Carson. Carson, we're not. Yeah, back it down. So we 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 kind of yeah. joke with that, but uh, you know, we kind of try to make the gear best we can for everybody. Yeah. And I think overall, um, Chris and Mike and 
even some of our other riders have given us some really good feedback that we've taken back to the head office and everybody rides the bike a little different. Jimmy D was wearing the back of the, the knee out of the pants. Okay. And like the first weekend and I said to Cade, I go, what is going on? Like yeah. we don't have a failure in the back of the pant. And he goes up to the bike and he's like, well, there's grip tape from top to bottom in this yeah, bike. Yeah. So it's destroying the pants yep. on the first, I'm like, yeah. how, how do we, how do we work with that? How do you do that? Yeah. So do yeah. we like put leather all over the, and even that won't hold it. Cause he just rubs the bike super hard, yeah. hanging onto there. Yeah. And then Kyle Peters at, uh, at Boston with his blown out knee, he, he grip taped the bike from top to bottom right. and he was like Velcroed on the bike. But if you moved, it was like sandpaper yeah. and it, uh, it would tear into the pant. And yeah. I mean, he was super shy about saying, Hey, I kind of need a new pair yeah, of pants. It's all every stress time. on the pulp show about saying that. Uh, it's, it's like, yeah, Kyle, there's yeah. grip tape all over. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, uh, if, if, we, if we're going to get a podium and pay and <laughs> whatever, you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, if it's exactly. every weekend, then right. we've got a bit of a problem. Uh, now, you still help the MX-101 team up in Canada. Yeah. Uh, the, it'll be Jess Pettis and um, uh, Marco Canella. And Hayden Halstead. And Hayden Halstead. So, I'm always on Kiefer here to stop racing, but he doesn't listen to me. He still wants to race. Mm -hmm. Can we get Kiefer back up in the MX-101 team to do a national or so? Um, Kiefer, yes. what about that? I want I'm in if it's available. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> what track, Chris? Give me a track I haven't been to, Andy. Well, you know what? I love San Is it going back to Sandalee? Uh-huh. Let's go to Sandalee. That's the easiest one because that's the home base of the team. Yeah. It's yeah. a hot so they'll muggy. They'll have a bike for you yeah. and everything. Yeah. See, Kiefer, you can still race. You can don't need to you can, don't need to let go of your dreams of racing. No, just, every now and again, you know, I get Mike Brown and me up there. Just these old dudes want to race still. Just God forbid if we want to do that, you know, Andy. Jesus. <laughs> okay, Chris, here we go. Mike Brown's coming to Sandalee, so we'll bring you to Sandalee. Yeah, there you go. We'll make it Two happen. Forty-year-old dudes racing each other. And <laughs> That's it. Young kids. That's awesome. it. Uh, awesome. That'd be fantastic. You heard it here, folks, on the Privateer Island podcast. Chris Kiefer still racing MX One Hundred and One. Get the bike, hot dog <laughs> vendor. Get the bike ready. Uh, give me a, just give me a 450. I'm good. Well, oh. We got a 450 there. My buddy Mark will lend you one of his brand new 450s. Um, oh, you're out of the 250 class. You're not You're not down with MX2? Those guys are too hyper, man. Those too crazy <laughs> Asiatic kids. I just want someone <laughs> mellow. Right. I don't need no 250 life. Uh, PulpMX30 is the code to save at fxrracing.com. And PulpMX18 at racetech.com. Please use the folks at Racetech to get your suspension changed, oil changed, revalved, whatever it is, spring rate, anything like that. Uh, Andy, what do you remember about a young Chris Kiefer coming up, riding for KTM Canada? Still, I, still young, still holding on to his dreams. I remember the first day I got the email from Chris Kiefer. He's like, "Hey, my name's Chris Kiefer. I'm." Uh, first of all, you're like, "Why don't you spell it with a C like everybody else?" That's number one. I actually text messaged him the other day and spell check did C. Yeah, and he called me out instantly, and I'm like, "Sorry, Chris." Because my first thoughts about Chris Kiefer was, "What's wrong with your front front first name? What's wrong with your first name?" That's my first thought. Sorry, bro. My parents wanted me to be a chick. Sorry. What can I say? <laughs> All right, so... Anyways, I got the email, and I okay. was like, oh, I don't know. We actually advertised on Racer X about looking for riders. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. We got a ton of emails. I don't think I heard this story. And uh, I got lots and lots of... And we had two rides on the west and two rides on the east for lights. Mm -hmm. And I got a ton of people hit. This is up. 125, right? Yeah. Or is it 250F still? Um, what are we was, talking? It was 250F. It was 250F. Oh, okay, 250F. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got a ton of them, and Chris yeah. has hit me up, and... 
I respond. I'm like, yeah, I'll look into it. And he's uh-huh. like, you know, like next day and the next day and the next day. And I, <laughs> I got lots of emails from Chris and I started talking to Chris and I'm like, and then he told me about his background and the connections and who he was connected to. And I'm like, you know what? This might really That's work right, out. Yeah. And uh, so we, I said, you got a, You got a mechanic. And he's like, Chris, you, were you doing the dirt rider stuff then? Right. Kiefer, you were still doing dirt rider stuff and all that. Like, yeah, I was doing dirt rider and I was also testing for KTM here in the States. So I was doing stuff with Raglan and, uh, that's what kind of you know, oh, okay. my attention sure. is like, hey, they're having a team up north. I kind of want to do that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where I was like, well, wait a minute. He's already connected with KTM. Yep. He's going to bring some cool parts or have the testing and developed already and just yep. bring them up and set them on a bike and off we go. So we we put that program together and I he, I said, do you have a mechanic? And he's like, yeah, I got a mechanic. Well, I'm going to bring up my, my mechanic. So uh, uh-huh. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So... You remember the mechanic, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. 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 Good old Thomas Hosslinger. Thomas Hosslinger. Um, oh, it was Hosslinger? That the, he used to run the KJSC program. Yep, exactly. The German. Yeah, yeah the German yeah, guy. German. Yeah. So we we arrived in Vancouver, Vancouver Airport, and uh, the other rider. This is Nanaimo? Or? This was for Mission. Mission, okay. The yeah. first. Yeah. So uh, the other ride was <laughs> Jimmy Nelson was the oh, other yeah. ride. Okay. So we're all waiting at the airport and Jimmy's flight's late and I go find Jimmy and uh, we rented two cars because we had like yeah. eight people. Yeah. And uh, I'm gone to get Jimmy and I finally come back with Jimmy. You have to walk through the rental car place uh-huh. and the rental car lady stops me and says, hey, the other car that we signed off for you is yeah. being doing donuts in the <laughs> rental car <laughs> a lot and i'm like what i'm like what the, the car that i rented yeah no no the the two other guys they've been doing donuts and i'm like hostlinger and kiefer have been well, doing kiefer, donuts. what are you doing bro <laughs> i was just a passenger bro i was along for the ride i wasn't i wasn't a part of it I was just in there. <laughs> so i'm like this is my first 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 day on the job as team manager with the team and i'm like are you kidding me uh uh-huh. And I'm just thinking, okay, my boss is going to trip if he hears this. So I walk up to Hustlinger. He's in there, and he's, like, raring to go. And I just grabbed him by the scruff of the neck, and I said, dude, you can't do that. If you're going to do that, you're gone. I'm just going to leave you right here. And he followed me all the way to mission and just mellowed right out. Right, right. And uh, it was good after that. I didn't know Hoff. I knew him when he was doing the KJSC. I didn't know he was around as a mechanic, Kiefer. Yeah, so he was uh, in R&D with Ragland. Um, when I was testing, so oh. he, me and him became pretty good friends, and uh, he was all into racing. And when he got you know word that I was going to go up there, I asked him because you know, Andy wanted me to yeah, bring yeah. a mechanic with me, and I'm like, Thomas would be be good, you know. And so he was he was uh, he was a passionate guy. He he rode my ass a little bit sometimes. He yelled at me, so oh. but uh, he wore his heart in his sleeve. He he was a good dude to have around. He was fun. Right. How was Kiefer's result, Andy? Do you remember? He was steady. Yeah. He was he was okay. He, I mean, he wasn't up there battling yep. for podium, but he wasn't too far off. But he five was to always ten, a five to ten guy. He, most weekends, but he always finished the race. Yeah, Jimmy was either full on or full off. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer's like, chill down, Jimmy. Chill yeah, down, chill, dude. That guy would burn through clutches, Andy. Like one mo- every moto, Andy would have to have. And this is and we, think about this. This was the first year of the KTM 250F, right? So yeah. I was helping develop it with with KTM Austria. And so I had some knowledge of the bike when I came up there and, yep. you know, and Andy didn't really have any really 
much testing time on the bike because they got their stuff yeah. late. Yeah. Um, so we're just, you know, have you know, you got this young kid that's a clutcher, so he's burning up clutches, and we don't have much parts, and you know, yeah. and it's not it, looking good for the for KTM either to have the bike not work, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Right. And I was just laughing because you know, I think, and I think that was the first year Andy had a program up there. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. And then, uh, you know, we had a. Guy, <laughs> I was laughing because at Mission it was a mud race, and we had a goggle guy. And I, I don't remember which goggles it was. Arnett, Arnett goggles. Arnett, that's what it was. And the goggle guy wasn't a moto dude; he was like a snow dude. Okay. So I'm on the starting line, and Andy's sitting behind me, and it's fucking raining and pouring, and I go to uh, rip off a tear off. Um, you know, just to, yeah. to tear one off. And I'm like, where the hell's the tab? Oh, shit, it's on my throttle side. So I had to ride oh. with tear off on my <laughs> throttle side the whole freaking race. Nice. Nice. Just shit like that was just, right. it was just happening because, you know, it was split up in coast. It was just yep. me and Jimmy on the west, and then they had two others on the east. But, uh, was this, uh, yeah, I was just a steady guy. I was never up in the top three, but always in, in top ten. Is this uh, Lamastus and Smale days on the big bikes or no? Um, I think they were just before them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was because that was Barrett Marketing that had that program. Okay. With, so who would this been no, on the big bikes? On uh, for, on KTM, KTM big yeah, bikes. Yeah. We didn't have any. Oh, it was just small. It was two fifty yeah. team b- only. The year before was uh, Ryan Gauld. Yeah. And um, Chuck Mesler. Oh, okay. They were on the Barrett team, and then Barrett went away, and yeah. then KTM took over, and they hired me. Small bike only. And it was small bikes only. Oh, okay. And uh, Rod Bush gave me 250Fs, like six of them for four guys. <laughs> That's all we had for Canada, because we only had two yeah. strokes at that time. Yeah, yeah. So we got these four strokes, like so, six. So the East guys got on the West guys' bikes? No, they had their own brand new oh, bikes. okay. But they were the parts bikes, basically. Oh, geez. So we really didn't have spare bikes, except for one guy, Michael Willard, was connected to KTM Ohio, and he got one 250F for himself. So he was... <laughs> he he had the only practice bike in in like the north. Yeah. So uh, he ended up actually winning the East Coast Championship for us that year, the yep. first year, on a 250F that was bone stock because there was no parts for these things. Yeah. There was no no trick parts at all for these KTM's. And uh, I remember uh, what year would this have been? What year was this? 2005. Five. Okay. Yeah. Um, everybody else was racing two strokes in Canada on KTM's and. So we had this 250F, and uh, we were beating Blackfoot every weekend. And uh, Joe Skid would walk over, and he's like, you guys are cheating. That bike is a big bore. I know it. There's no way that production 250F is that fast. And I actually encouraged him to protest us because we'd yeah. get 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's key for salary for a week. Yeah, shit. We need those for goggles, man. <laughs> hey, we did one weekend with Arnett, and then after that, we went to your favorite brand. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, I think Smith was in rotation. That was a good brand. Yeah, Smith was in there, too. Oh, but then I went to Oakley? Yeah. Because yeah, we know Kiefer and Oakley are... That's why I said his favorite right. brand. We're pretty sure that Kiefer yeah. has a side deal with Oakley for some money. Something. He's got a tattoo. <laughs> Something. An Oakley tattoo? Something? Um, is that kind of how you remember Kiefer? Those opening rounds? Yeah. It was uh, It was kind of an eye-opener for me, you know, just being on a team and... And uh, riding in mud more than I've ever had, yeah. you know, because it rained a lot that year. But uh, I actually had a my one of my best finishes up in Mission. Um, I got a fourth, and uh, just because I had long legs and I could, you know, ride the mud decent and just stay up, and that's basically, you know, Who, what it was. But it was always, 
it was always fun with Andy. Um, cause Andy was always pretty straight up. I felt sorry for him at times because he was more like a babysitter than a team manager because all the <laughs> fucking kids and all the, the racers are doing dumb shit. And, Michael and, Willard uh, doing dumb stuff. Wait, what? Well, hold on. Yeah. That's not the Will- Willard that I know. I, I right. made Kiefer roommate with, with Willard just to keep him in check. Yeah. Keep Willard in check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I never got no freaking sleep because the dude would have chicks over in the middle of the night, every single fucking night. I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And I'm thinking to myself, Michael, how do you function and you're just never sleeping? Like you just would ch- a different chick every night. It doesn't matter if she's French Canadian and American, you know, BC. And it's just always something. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I'm in it for the long haul with, with this guy. You know, uh, so. Who's winning this year? Who's, who's, who's beating you, Kiefer? What, what, what class is this? I'm trying to think. Oh, five. Who was winning? I think, uh, who was winning that? Dusty Clapp? Maybe? Dusty Clapp. Clap? Clap? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Clatt was good, and then um, actually, Darcy Lang maybe was Darcy too. up there then. I don't think Darcy was. I think Darcy was in the U.S. at that time, wasn't he? Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know. It goes it goes back a long way. Fasciati was in the lights class. Was back he? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Fasciati, and then Beaton, Beaton was around. Beaton, yeah, right. And this was uh, Thor gear, right? They wore Thor. No, we wore Axel. Oh, Axel, that's right. Yeah, yeah Axel yeah. stuff, right. Chris Stangle set us up with a three-year deal with Axel. Yeah. And then we went to Thor. Okay. Yeah, you guys were the yeah. last gasp of Axel back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. We had good gear. We had really nice gear. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. wear. It was actually pretty cool. We uh, sponsored by some shoe company that never got any oh, shoes. Oh, Aldo. From. That's cool. Aldo. Aldo. Aldo and Stone Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the shoes, yeah. Andy? Uh, Willard got them. <laughs> Yeah, Willard got all the French tips, dude. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, so people who don't know, like, that's how far back, Kiefer, you go with Andy. Like, 2005, him giving you a shot on this Canadian KTM team, factory KTM team. For a so. couple of years, he yeah. came up. Yeah. And then every other year, he'd come up for a couple of rounds. Yeah. And uh, we've just stayed buddies forever. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Andy could always uh, trust me. You know, I was kind of, I kind of kept the, the boys in line a little bit. I was never a big partier slash mm-hmm. drinker. So yeah. I think Andy knew that. And, uh, not only could I ride pretty decent, but I, was, I had a pretty level head. I kind of could keep the dudes in line. I was more like the, the rider wrangler. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I think just doing that and, uh, being straight up with Andy, we kind of, you know, our relationship grew and, and, um, yeah, just, End up, well, like you said, end up over time. I started yeah. doing fill-in rides, and when I got older, and then when I left KTM, you know, we still kept in contact. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good friendship. And so, Andy, you went to Chris when you got the job at FXR, or I did. Um, like right away, you get the job at FXR, and then uh, um, you're like, hey, Chris, I want somebody to try some gear out and well, expose us. I knew Chris had a big influence on a lot of people in the U.S. with mm-hmm. the medium the, the Company he's working for. Pulp MX show. Pulp MX. And I went, you know what? This is going to be a good connection. He can test the gear, wear it, yeah. and give us some feedback and actually spread the word. And everybody that called said, hey, Kiefer's Kiefer. wearing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where, where can I get it? <laughs> right. So, And today they still say it. Kiefer, you're a pioneer with FXR and Ulta. Yeah, that's great. I like that. It's fun, huh? <laughs> as long as the stuff, long as the stuff turns out good. So Alter turned out good, FXR turned out good. So so far so good. I'm uh, two for two. I remember. I'll never forget when you sat here, Kiefer, in the show, and you started telling me about this electric bike, <laughs> and you know that was niche. That was all. I mean, we were laughing at you. You know, we still yeah. laugh at you, but we were laughing about this, <laughs> the, the, the price of this niche electric bike, like as if yeah. you know what a joke yeah. it's going to be. 
right? And yeah, I remember uh, kissing my family goodbye when I went early stages testing that thing. Because I never knew if I was coming back. <laughs> and now you're looking at it now like the thing is is. So, have you ridden one, Andy? I did. I rode it yeah. at Kiefer's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I I can't believe when you click it into option four. How crazy that thing! No, is. I don't want nothing to do with option four. No, I was back in two. Yeah, two and three were just like yeah. perfect. No, it's it's nuts, man. And uh, yeah, you're a pioneer, Kiefer. Uh, thanks, and so are you, Steve. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life uh, Forty Seven. Andy White, Chris Kiefer on the line. So, as far as FXR Racing is concerned, uh, Kiefer, for you, like, what else? What do you see for the future for FXR? Just more growth, more products, more. When do you start testing the snow stuff? Man, well, I did test the snow stuff this year when they had us out for the the Media 2019 launch. Um, got a little taste of some snow bikes, some some snowmobiles. And- Man, I'm, and it was butt cold out. How, how miserable was he, effect. Andy? How miserable was Kiefer? He he wasn't super miserable, but it was colder than it should have been. It was, in Canadian yeah. terms, it was like minus 23. Yeah. That was pretty cold. I'll tell you what, Dude. Florida guys and California guys, there's nothing they hate more than cold. But, Non-stop. But we dressed them nice and warm. Um, yeah. The problem on the snow bike is that their hands were cold. You couldn't give them big, big gloves because you can't hang on. So they're putting thinner gloves on. Yeah. And uh, they would do a couple laps and get cold on their hands. But the rest of their body was okay. Yeah. So, um, but once they got warmed up, you know, if we were there two or three days later, it would have been perfect. Yeah. But. Yeah. Kiefer, move up to, to Manitoba. Get a job with FXR. Deal with the winners. Heather can go. Aiden, everybody yeah, would love that. Bring Oreo, bring Oreo, and there you go. Everything's there you go. everything's good. You can be now. Their stuff was their their snow stuff was crazy. Like I never experienced that kind of you know heavy mm-hmm. you know weather kind of gear, and um, it's amazing how how you're. I'm used to like if you're bundling up, you're like the Michelin man. You can't move. So the stuff that these guys wear when they race, you know, in the yeah. snow, it's it's really good. It keeps you warm, and you still move around. You don't feel like a you know, 600-pound Michelin man out there riding. So, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. But as far as the moto gear goes, I'm excited just to see other people try the gear because I feel like, you know, there's a stigma with, you know, some newer companies trying to make it in, the in you know, in this, this gear industry because, you know, it's, it's a saturated market. There's mm-hmm. a lot of gear companies. But I think once they try on the gear – and anybody that knows me, I'm I'm pretty straight up. If the gear was shitty, I would say it. And if it's good, I'll say it. And uh, just the colorways they're coming out with, um, you know, and the, the fit of the Revo and, like I said, the helium stuff is, is really good. And I'm excited for, you know, other people to try it and, and wear it and, you know, tell us what you think because uh, I, I kind of feel like it's, I talk shit on engineers, you know, when I test with engineers. Because, yeah. Oh, look at my dyno chart. Look at this. And I'm right. like, screw your dyno chart, dude. Like, it, it yeah. is what it is. But I'm kind of like, kind of that guy now where I kind of saw this whole thing along, and I really want people to, to look at the gear and try it on to see what they think. And I guess, Andy, for you, in my eyes, you make helmet and boots, high-end helmet, a high-end boot would be markets that you can look after, but... You know what I mean? Like that, that. Other than that, like you got everything else covered. If you look at the FXR catalog, I mean, it's anything and everything that you want. You know, helmets and boots are. Uh, that's a tough market. Like Alpine Star, you know, make Tech Tens and yeah. Tech Eights, and they're probably not their best selling boot. It's Tech Fives yeah. and Tech Threes. Yep. And they need that boot to promote. We're not at that level in the boot. We're we're yeah. We're playing in the boot market. We're yep. building a level entry boot that 
uh, riders that Wait, ride. is it not out yet? Should I not have said that? Uh, it's coming out. Oh. Dealers are able to book it now. Okay, because I yeah. saw it a long time ago. I figured yeah. it was out by now. No embargo, bro. FXR. My, my no bad. embargo. My yeah. bad. Yeah. What? You just yeah, Kiefer, let... Kiefer, you do like that, right? Where, yeah. where these gear companies are all private about their next year's gear. And then Kiefer goes and like you guys are like, hey, here's our 19 stuff. Here you it know, is. You know what? <laughs> we're, we're at the snow show. It was really cool because we had all the moto gear there. The 19. Milt wanted to show the media 19. And we're saying, is there an embargo? And he's like, you know what? No, what the heck? Let's just show the world. And I'm like, here we go. Like, yeah. 18 sales have stopped, and right. now everybody's waiting for 19. Yeah. And that's my biggest fear is that people are just going to wait for the 19. But uh, yeah. you know, we haven't told anybody hey, when they. Yeah. I was. I, I went into another room when this was going on, and I tried all the gear on. That's how. That's how. Like I was like tweaking out on it so much. <laughs> I bet you were. I bet you were. He's been begging JT for photos of 19 fly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's really sad to see a grown man just beg like that. I, I understand with flight. I mean, they've got a big dealer program. Yeah. You know, dealers want to be introduced to the new product all at the same time. And I get that. We're not at that level yet. We're yeah. working with a lot of amateurs and we want the word to get out on some of the 19, but not all today. Right. A little bit. I'm just glad I didn't blow it for the boot then. The, that, boot, the boot's coming. That's okay. it. So right. the boot's coming. Um We've got great helmets. Uh, we don't have $900 helmets. Mm-hmm. We have regular price helmets for the everyday guy. Yeah. Uh, we're not a helmet company. We're a gear company, but maybe down the road we'll yeah, start yeah, building yeah. helmets yeah. for that level. Um, but we're focusing one step at a time, and things are working out really well. Yeah, obviously, it seems what like What about, uh, dude, the Vegas LE gear is going to be sick. It's going to be really sick. Oh, is it? I, yeah. don't, I didn't. I should have asked you about that. I didn't know there was going to be any. That's yeah, we cool. got some really cool LE gear. Yep. That's uh, all the... That I'm not allowed to wear until next week, which sucks balls. You can wear it. You just can't post a picture. We talked about that. <laughs> um, what about what about the um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? So the LE stuff is coming out in Vegas this week. So everybody gets it. So everybody gets it. Yeah. All the guys that usually make uh, the, the night programs and yeah. the finals will be wearing that gear, and we're going to do a marketing campaign on that. And uh, offer to a dealers and amateur riders. It'll be turned on Saturday or Saturday morning. Yeah. So you can purchase. We got like 400 sets of limited edition gear. Yeah. And uh, Europe will have it as well. So uh, it, we're really excited about it. And Kay Clayson, I've had him on the show. He's mm-hmm. back racing. He podiumed uh, the Rockstar Triple Crown Series twice. Yeah. He's working out well. He's still the gear guy slash racer. He's he's coming into Vegas this weekend. Okay. And he's got the big gear bag. He's got all the spares, yeah. gloves, whatnot, and. I think he's flying out Saturday night, red eye back home, so he can get back on the bike and start getting ready for outdoors in Canada. Oh boy! So it's commitment. It is right. No, he he is. I like his passion. He's really committed, and he's an awesome guy to work with. Uh, Everybody that I talk to really enjoy talking to him, and uh, he's just a straight up shooter. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad it's working out for him for sure. I never thought he'd be, you know, back on a bike and doing it. That's good for him though. Yeah, because we didn't, you know, the the Jetwork series wasn't was CMA, and he was going to be banned. I know, the, I know the guy that called him on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah? To tell him? To give him his Christmas <laughs> present? Um, FXR Racing, uh, Pulpum X30 is the code to save. Race Tech Suspension, let's not forget about those guys. Uh, spring rates, uh, get your oil changed, get the stuff revalved. Uh, FXR and Race Tech, uh, official partners of the HEP Suzuki team. They're not doing outdoors. Well, they're going to do the first two rounds. First two? Maybe Colorado. Okay. They're going to see. Um, I know... Cunningham is going to do the whole series. I don't know what under after. Yeah. I think Pipes will do just a couple. Yeah. Henry uh, Miller's going to ride the Yamaha with I, somebody. I 
believe so. Yep. On FXR, so right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, LaFontaine, I think he's going to go out and do works races. Okay. And Big Six. Oh, Kiefer will love that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's enjoying that. Awesome. Off-road life. Yep. Uh, I love it. Jimmy will be racing FXR when he comes back from yep. injury. Yep. Kyle Peters, hopefully, maybe at the end of the year. Getting his knee fixed Getting for a while. His knee yeah. fixed. And then we got a ton of privateers. Well, fantastic. Uh, Kiefer, thanks for your time, man, on the on the show. Appreciate it. I want to give people a little bit of a, uh, an idea that you and Andy at FXR go go way back. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if anybody knows that. So, and you've been a big part of FXR's uh, um, program, developing, helping, and everything else. And, and you just love gear. Yeah, it's, so. it's been fun. I love gear. Andy's been good to me. And, uh, yeah, everybody go check out the new, new line of gear and get the, get the Vegas stuff. It's going to be cool. Well, cool, Kiefer. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll see you at the ride day, right? I'll see you Sunday. Ride day life. All right. All to life. See you Sunday, guys. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Chris. Chris Kiefer, everybody, from uh, uh, com. Well, Andy, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I think it, uh, a little bit about back history of uh, FFXR. How's everything going? And then uh, you and Kiefer talking about Canadian national life. Oh, man. It was a lot of fun racing the Canadian nationals. Yeah. Do you like what you do now better than what you did back then? I mean, you ran the KTM team for 10, 10 years. 10, 10 years? years. Lots of championships. It's yeah. uh it was a lot of fun running the KTM program. I ticked it off my to-do list. Yeah. I really enjoy my FXR job. Yeah. I really enjoy it to meet a lot of new people. I don't have that responsibility of babysitting anymore. No, str- I, I'm lower stress, too. Way I mean, lower stress. Right. Like, race team stuff is like, you have a couple DNFs that day, you get a ride or hurt. Like, no, you feel like that's a punch in your Too stomach. Too many variables. You know? Yeah, yeah. In gear, I mean, if you <laughs> crash into Jersey Rips, that's yeah. whatever. Right. You know, so. But you're just emotionally invested with the race team. You yeah, know, with it's, the riders. it's a lot of work. This is way easier. I got a lot of really good people back at FXR helping me. Um, I got good test riders. I got, and every, every day it's growing and growing and growing. It's new, exciting stuff every day. New contacts, right. new riders. Perfect, man. New well, dealers. Well, thanks for the time. Thanks for uh, sponsoring the show. Hey, no problem. You guys in Race Tech, big part of this uh, Privateer Island life. And it was kind of one of your ideas was like, hey, let's talk to privateers. I remember you and I kick hashing yep. that around. Like, yep. And I think it's been it's been well. Uh, people like it. People like hearing from these guys, whether it's Catanzaro, whether it's uh, Alex Nagy, Clayson. You know, I think people have really enjoyed hearing the stories of these guys. And, and I get to know the guys, too, more yeah. listening to your podcast. Because you're yeah. asking questions I don't even ask. And, I mean, Catanzaro with all the schools, that's great. I yeah. think that's awesome. And Cunningham, uh, you know, I didn't really know him well. Uh, he was part of the team. And then I get yeah. to hear him on the podcast and get yeah. to know him even better and Pipes and his yeah. whole program. No, I know. I think these guys have a real cool story. You know, I mean, obviously, we're all fixated on Roxons and Tomex and Moosecans and stuff. But there's these other guys that, behind there that are just, I think, some of the funniest guys. Oh, some they're, of the... they're so funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, when you consider Alex Ray's life, for example. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this edition, number 47 in Privateer Island Life, FXR Racing, Race Tech. Use the codes, sponsor the, uh, help the products, uh, help, help the companies get the products that help out this show. And uh, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thanks, Steve.